Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including Adventure Time, which we'll be getting into today. I'm Justin Cummings, and today I'm joined by Sam Quattro. Hello. And Alex Bonilla. Hola. Today we're going to be getting into um, the Adventure Time Bomb Marathon Mini Movie Season 9 Premiere Block, whatever you want to call it, of four episodes that aired on Sunday, September 17th. Uh, so tonight, hopefully, if you're listening, uh, the episodes were uh, Wild Hunt, Always Bemo Closing, Son of Rap Bear, and Bonable Bubblegum. So... We're going to get into all of those in due time. You can find out more about this podcast at OverlyAnimated.com. Subscribe on iTunes by searching Overly Animated on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. Remember, we love those star ratings on iTunes. Keep them coming. So, let's get into it. Um, do you guys just want to go in chronological order? Sure. Alright. So, let's dive into Wild Hunt and... I just got caught up this morning. I just seen Whispers and Three Buckets this morning, and it was nice that this. It was nice to get a, a good conclusion to the Fern arc. I, I, what do you guys think? Do you think the Fern arc is officially dead after Wild Hunt? I think so. Yeah, I think um, I'm pretty happy with the conclusion as well. I'm surprised that it kind of, like, went there with that, like, with Finn's, like, you know, hesitancy to, you know, quote-unquote do his duties. I think when we were podcasting on it last, it was a question of, like, how much impact would this have on Finn that he had to, like, kill somebody else? And, like, obviously it had, like, a huge, um, I just forgot the word, huge impact, um, on Finn, obviously. Uh... As for it just being this one episode, you know, typical Adventure Time fashion, you know, you bring big plot things over and then you kind of just resolve them and, you know, maybe they'll come off in like a line or two offhand later down the road, but uh, we're getting into the home stretch here, so who knows. Alex, what do you think? Yeah, like, I was less enthusiastic on how the whole Fern arc was handled, so... The uh, the idea of it just, like, being limited to this one episode, I would be fine. Like, this is a nice way to just wrap it up. Uh, le- like we've talked about before, the whole Finn killing himself thing, like, even that has been treated in this show before. So it uh, it feels like if you're going to handle it again, at least here you sh- demonstrate it as a sign of his maturity that he's gotten over it a bit quicker than he has in the past. In, in this case, just with this uh, one episode of Chasing the, the Monster. And, uh, yeah, and uh, at first I was a little worried because, like, he was going through the whole, like, instead of fixing the problem, I'll just fool my mind and, like, pretend. But it ends up working out in the end, and I'm, I'm just, if this is the end of Fern, I, I'm fine with it. We can move on. Yeah, and what's kind of, I don't want to say bugging me, like, we've seen Finn kill to an extent before, like, the Lich and all the various monsters he has fought. But it's unlike this show to kind of really, this direction felt a lot more like Steven Universe, and in fact, even going back to the last episode, Three Buckets, that scene felt a lot like uh, the Steven Bismuth scene, right down to like the, the impact location. And so I, I think that just the way they're handling this shows kind of the maturity that the show has taken since it started, and... I don't think we're going to get it after this episode, but it was it was nice to see that little bit of wrap up. And it was nice that it came up, like, it was nice it came out because of Huntress Wizard as well. Like if we're going to bring a I don't want to say minor character, but this show has so many characters that it's hard to decide who's recurring, who's supporting, who's so a recurring character, I will say. Come in. Yeah. And sure. Why not? Yeah, Hunt- Huntress Wizard is my favorite of the latter day characters of the, of the show, so I- I'm always happy to see her around. I could not care less about her at all. Aww. Really? Why, why yeah, is that, Sam? Well, she had like she had like the one episode, and that was it, right? Like, two at I least. Two. I don't really care. I don't know. It's just she's a Huntress Wizard. So you're, so you're telling me you've n- well, hold on, hold on, hold on, Sam. What I'm hearing is you're telling me 
that after one episode you don't immediately fall in love with side characters? Because I have specific memories of you doing this at least once, if not more. Yeah, I'm telling you that. You're, you're telling me that, that you know, a character can't just whisk into an episode, not say a single word, and then you fall in love with them? No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying this character in particular just doesn't do it for me. Ah, uh, so, so Huntress Wizard's no mystery girl, huh? No. No. Well, Alex. there's no there's no lesbianism here, so yeah, she doesn't. Kind of... Hunter Spencer doesn't <laughs> ping my gaydar, so <laughs> I I'm we we will get to the pings of your gaydar later on, Sam. Don't you worry. Okay. We will we will get to the pings. Um, okay. I I personally like Hunter Wizard, and I think if Finn ends up with anyone at the end of the show, which I don't think he needs to, and I think a major theme of this show has been Finn growing and realizing he doesn't need someone else to be happy. But if he does end up dating someone, I feel like Huntress Wizard is the only relationship at this point he could have that wouldn't be completely toxic. So, there's that. Yeah, although I think this show has advanced to a point where we no longer care about Finn being with someone or not. We've gone through so many, like, off-and-on relationships that at this point, like, I don't really care. And I usually wouldn't even think of it anymore, but the fact that we got that kiss at the end of the episode, I'm like... If if they pull yeah. an adventure time, uh, not an adventure time. They pull a regular show, and it's like at the end of the last episode, and like a montage. They're like, and Finn ended up with Huntress Wizard. I wouldn't be mad. I don't think we need a full episode to devoted to it. I don't even think we need. I we we just need to show. We don't even need to say they're dating. Just like, show it, this, and I'm fine. This episode was enough setup. <laughs> exactly. Like if we do some flash forward at the last episode, and it's like, oh, and they dated, and they got married. Good enough. Like I. That's, I, I'd be fine with it. I'm not saying, like, yeah, I ship it so hard, but I'm like, I wouldn't be mad. Whereas most other characters on the show, I'm like, Finn has screwed things up so bad at this point where I would not feel comfortable with him dating any of these people. Like, Bubblegum, Flame Princess, no, 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 no. None Uh, of that. I, I still have a small piece of my heart for Finn and Flame Princess, but uh, there's no chance in show for that to happen. I was riding the Susan Strong ship right up until Islands, and I'm like, well, she's was, no longer uh, an ooh. I, 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 nah, no. You gotta keep in mind, Sam, I jumped on that ship when I was, like, 13. Okay. And well, I was, like, strong, that, powerful woman. Like, but, like, eh. Sam, I, I see a strong, powerful woman, I, I fall in love. Like, it happens. Just because it's human and semi-human doesn't mean you have to ship them. I was 13! <laughs> I was being a hipster because everyone else was like, Finn and Bubblegum, Finn and Marceline, and I'm like, Susan no, Strong, because I just wanted to be a hipster. Okay, I'm just a 13-year-old yeah, little hipster. Admittedly, you were going the crack ship route, which is totally reasonable. Exactly! Yeah, people do that. It's, it's, it, we'll let you have your delicacies. Well, once Thank upon you. a time, Hunter's Wizard and, and Finn was a crack ship, and now look at it now. <laughs> I don't have anything else to say about this episode. Yeah, me neither. Um, but banana guards are hilarious as Always. usual. Always. Always. And and that, 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 that one little line towards the end with with the nudism that did anyone else catch that? What did uh, there are there their peels? Well Sam, Sam, I know you caught it where it's like all the banana guards are like, Oh no, we don't have our peels and yeah. then Finn's just like, nah man, Huntress Wizard's down with the naturalist lifestyle. Yeah. Like, and I'm just sitting here like, A, how do you know this? B, what canon do we have for this? And C, neat? Like, I didn't know that was a thing in this world, but go for it, you know? Well, I think we have support in show because I, the Hunter's Wizard saw Finn naked and didn't react at all, so I, I think that is true that she, she's just whatever with nudism. It, yeah, nudism, it's a thing. You know, people like to be naked. It is. I just didn't know nudism was a culture in this post-apocalyptic world in which we live. I'm surprised that clothes are a culture after the whole uh, apocalypse happened. Fair. Especially when, you know, a lot of the population is made up of element. Like, Yeah, like yeah. all the candy people are naked, and Finn never has a problem with it. So, Well, some of them have rappers, if we're being fair. A couple, yeah. but see, it's, it's optional, you know? But... Uh, okay, we're not getting into the... Well, the people um, like, you know, Crunchy or, uh, what's his face? The janitor guy, I forgot his name. Starchy? Starchy. Starchy. I was about to say Scruffy, but that's the janitor from Futurama. 
Same um, mustache. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, right? So, yeah, people, ones like that, they're, like, completely naked, pretty much, except for, like, their hats. Uh, well, would they be, would they feel embarrassed if their hats were missing? I don't know. I, I, I'm pretty sure that, Star- that the Starchy has removed his hat once or twice. At, like, the, a moment of seriousness. By the end of the season, will we get confirmation on clothing acceptability in Ooh? In my eyes, we already got confirmation. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. So, yeah, I don't... Banana guards are great. We solved the Fern arc. I mean, I think they handled it fine. I'm just... I'm glad they talked about it, because the end of Three Buckets obviously looked like, oh, Finn's really upset about this. So I'm glad they didn't just brush it off. Yeah, But same. at the same time, I'm like, all right, we're in the final season. We have a lot of plot arcs to resolve. Let's keep chugging. Like we have yeah, so many we're, ju- hanging... we're just gonna we're gonna hit them all. We're gonna tie all of these loose threads. This season just Maybe. needs to be the homecoming tour. Where we just check off every last box and and end up and end strong. That's that's what I want. Which we can get into what we want out of this season because this was the premiere, right? Yeah, technically. Technically, the seasons the make no time sense Wiki anymore. Says that it's the premiere, so I'm going with that. Good enough. Okay. Good enough. Moving on to the least memorable episode of tonight, always BMO closing. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, what do we need to talk about? There's the setup for other plot things that's going to yeah. happen. That's that we also got resolved tonight. Um, but yeah, so um, beam. I was later informed that there is a poster in the background of a missing crunchy, so that might be useful later on. Oh. Mm. That actually does. That sounds like we'll resolve a lot. If that is true, that we'll, we'll get to that when we get to the bottom of bubblegum. But I like where that's going. Yeah, and, yeah, me too. Um, yeah, Bimo and Ice King. They called it in. Uh, what was it? All the little people. Back a couple seasons ago, when uh, Finn couple, had couple. That like, was sit- like five seasons ago. Yeah, a couple seasons ago. It was when Finn had his like um Sims binge with all his little tiny peoples. Yeah, and he was like. Oh, Ice King and Bimo, they look cute together. And now, here we got it. It was foreshadowing. I, wa- I wonder what adventures yeah. they would get up to. No, well, and there's been yeah. other episodes, like uh, him distracting Ice King, like pretending they're on an, on a submarine and they're actually sitting on the beach or whatever. They've had these kind of episodes before. Yeah. And I love how Finn and Jake just kind of approve. It's like Bimo hanging out with the neighbor kid. And yeah, I, I do like that. Like at this point, they really are, don't care about Ice King. Like it's just like whatever. You, you want to hang out with him? Cool. He's yeah. cool. I, I was watching the episode of my girlfriend, and she was like, "I thought the Ice King was a bad guy." And I'm like, "He no. He he was. He's kind of a minor nuisance at at best. If he's still like, if he's the villain of the episode, it's because he like took a sandwich or something. Like he's no longer. He's he's." docile he's fine he's just uh, kind of there point, finn and jake have faced so many other worse people that ice king at this point is a friend comparatively speaking fair fair and ice king is like surprisingly nice to them at times yeah yeah especially during elements but yeah all so, they want to be is just friends why can't That's we all be ice friends king ever wanted. why can't we be friends because ice king was trying to seal from just bubblegum all the time, but, you know, he doesn't do that anymore. It's all water under the bridge now. Or is it ice under the bridge now? It ha. is September. Ha ha. Ha ha. Unless so, you're in, like, Antarctica. So, Bimo and Ice King go on their little door-to-door salesman adventure, and for some odd reason, Bimo has Finn's baby teeth and decides, hey, I know it's smart, I'm gonna sell them to Uncle Gumbald. Good old Gumbald, the wizard. Do you keep your baby teeth? Um, no. I no. if I if I did, it was for like no, because I gave all my baby teeth to the tooth fairy. I didn't keep my baby <laughs> teeth. I wanted money. That's true. Now my my dad like kept everybody's baby teeth in like film canisters, like little like uh, disposable film canisters, and I would go into his drawer sometimes. And I would just find them, and I was like, Dad, what is this? Like, oh, it's your sister's baby teeth. Like, okay, thanks, Dad. That you weirdo. I don't know what's more surprising, the fact that, you know, film canisters were a thing, or, you know, but, yeah, so, we get the attack of the thin baby teeth army, 
which I will probably have nightmares of tonight. I and, won't. Uh, uh, Alex, you have no clue what we're talking about, do you? Uh, I, I missed this part, but I, I've seen screen caps, and I can imagine. <laughs> Poor Alex. Alex's uh, feed cut out during the... Um, Alex lost signal during the back half of Always Bemo closing, so he'll, he'll be much more uh, informed in a few minutes when we get the, the last two episodes. But yes, um, it's not worth going back, Alex. It's not. It, it's really not. Oh. All Eve. right. Did the, sen- did the Sentinel end up being anything? That's where it cut out for me. The Sentinel? No. Like that no. weird purple guy. It was, it, was, it was working with Slash for the Wizard Gumbold. So ah, okay. that was where that went. Right. So, yeah. Um, do you guys want to move on to the next episode? Sure. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I'm, the, the first half of this block was not fantastic, but... Yeah. The, the Wild Hunt was okay, especially compared to these next two episodes, I think. Yeah, I think it's when you look at the last two, you're like, oh, the first two were really weird. Not super strong. Like, there weren't bad. Like, Always Be My Closing was the weakest. But they weren't bad episodes. Yeah, Bimo Clo- Always Be My Closing is like, you know, quote-unquote, like the kind of Adventure Time episode that like people like to get high to or whatever. Because, you know, people still, like, call Adventure Time that, like, that, oh, the cartoon that's, like, good when you're on drugs, blah, 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 when it's more than that. No, and I think it like from the parts that I saw, it was going for like basic humor, like you know, Bemo like being funny, like the tree trunk set, uh, part of that where the, she sells him a branch and she uses that as, as a back scratcher for Mister Pig. So like it's it's jokes, it's funny enough, but like it just at at this stage in Adventure Time, you're not really looking for humor only episodes. So that's why it doesn't stand out to us. But on on in a vacuum, you could say it's a entertaining piece of television. Yeah. Yeah, and the payoff is eventually worth it. So we come to Son of Rap Bear, and we we get all the Flame Princess angst, which I love personally. I I've been a fan of fan of Flame Princess since her first introduction, and so I'm always happy when we get some good old Flame Princess. And yeah, we finally get her telling off her dad. Anyone else cheer during that final rap battle? I mean, it's been so long since I really remember what happened. Well, the problem is that Fl- Flame King has left the scene for like yeah. several seasons. I feel he we as the last time we saw him, he was content being a Chipmunk Kingdom guy, and uh, I, I guess it just it never really came to mind. Like, does Flame like does he actually care about what Flame Princess happened to him? And from what little we'd known of him, you would think n- not really. So like this is. Well, while it's nice to see it finally play out, I think it, it you could if they never showed this episode, this is probably what you would have expected it to go down. Yeah, I I was glad to see it resolved, but I kind of forgot it was an issue. To be fair, exactly, exactly. It's, it's just not high up on the priority of relationships. Although, if you're gonna do a Flame Princess episode, who else do you have really? Just Finn, Cinnamon Bun. Well, that's true. You you could like do a flambeau. They're really no that guy <laughs> flambeau. Imagine the last season, and we get a flambeau centric episode. Could you imagine? Wow, that would really be terrible. <laughs> See, you say it would, but then we have episodes that sound like they'd be awful, like root beer guy. And look what well, we got. Like, but that was middle of the show. Now imagine you put you introduced root beer guy here. <laughs> I would not be mad. Uh, I I yeah, think I, I'm fine with a uh, if it's a good standalone episode. I don't care where it is. Like, I think we still have enough. time if we oh, do one or two. Rupier, yeah, Rupier Guy is an exception because that was a really good episode. But just like in general, like it is the, the whole introducing a character that's been gone for several seasons back here. Like it, it is a risky thing to do, and I think that's why like. Uh, for some people, the Flame Princess might not hit as hard as it would have if you did this like a couple seasons ago. Yeah, I feel like the last couple of seasons have kind of gotten away from they they found new focuses. I yeah, think Finn's been a bit big focus, obviously, which he surprisingly wasn't for a couple seasons there. I feel like four and five, we kind of forgot about Finn. 
and but I feel like seven and eight and especially the early half of six felt very Finn focused. And speaking of uh, characters that we're bringing back, Toronto. Anybody excited no. about him? No. No, I don't. Oh, that, yeah, I, I I did not remember him at all. I was like, okay. I remembered <laughs> Rap Bear more than him. I had wow. to look up who Rap Bear was. Wow, I'm shocked. Toronto was 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 part of my heart there. I get I get <laughs> Rap Bear and Party Pat backwards. I can't help it. Going I'm way just back. wondering if Son of Rap Bear is actually like a special rapper guest who came to voice him, but we can find um, out. I, I, be- I believe Open Mike Eagle was one of the guest hosts, or one of the guest voices. So I imagine that that would be him. Yeah, because I know Rap Bear is Andy Samberg. Right. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic. I don't know. No, no, no word on the wiki yet, but no. Uh, yeah, I, I can confirm that it was uh, Open Mike Eagle. He, he actually did a very good podcast uh, uh, two years ago, I think, on Adventure Time called Conversation Parade, limited miniseries, ten episodes. If you Adventure Time fans want to go seek it out. Nice. Yeah, that's whoever that guy is. Good job. But see, look, he did a podcast in Adventure Time, and he got a voice role. There's hope for us. Uh, well, the show's already over. Aw, come on. You're done. <laughs> That's why we need to keep doing podcasts on the new shows so that we can keep it up. Exactly. Like, exactly. You know, I'll I'll go to uh, I'll go to Stephen. Sam can go to Rick and Morty. Alex, you can take Okay Ko if you want. And why would I go to Rick and Morty? I don't watch Rick and Morty. <laughs> you got, you all right, fine. Go to BoJack. <laughs> Thank you. That's better. You can literally write an episode of BoJack if you want. I probably could, but I probably won't. I mean, I'm not. I'm, I'm, not, sure? I'm not that good at life and networking. Anyway, back to the topic at hand. Sam's keeping us on topic. Yep. That's that's yeah. kind of impressive. Oh, thank you. Oh, you're uh, very welcome. So- so Toronto wanting the Fire Kingdom, that, 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 did that feel out of nowhere for anybody else? Because I'm just like, oh, yeah. why does Toronto care? <laughs> yeah, remind me, who has Toronto shown an interest in the Fire Kingdom before? Not at all. Because uh, all we know of Toronto is he's King of Ooh's lackey. But now that King of Ooh is, I guess, still earwats. So I guess he's just been wandering around for the past year not knowing what to do. Or maybe he's just been scamming people. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's my. I best don't know. It just seems guess. like just a like blah blah Adventure Time plot, blah blah. You know, oh, we gotta set this up so that we can get Flame Princess in and like have her face her daddy issues and blah blah blah. So, <laughs> I, I I don't think there was really any impetus to Toronto wanting the Flame Kingdom. I wanted to like this Fire episode, Kingdom. but. I've seen better rap battles in Cartoon Network shows, so like I'm just, I'm just not sure what the obsession with Adventure Time and rapping is because I don't feel like any of their rap stuff has actually been good, and maybe that's not the point, but it's just it's not as entertaining as like say more uh, let's say better crafted music. Like, the bar was set so high with regular show, and they brought in, like, three rappers for one episode. Like, if you're gonna do a rap battle now, the standard has been set pretty high. Mm. And I feel like this just didn't crest to that level. I will say Flame Princess had nice flow. Like, the rhythm was pretty good, but just, like, the lyrics themselves, like, it it feels very... It feels adventure timey, but that's not a good thing for your yeah. music. <laughs> yeah, it feels like really scrubbed and like it doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, obviously it has to be like you know scrubbed clean because it's Adventure Time and airs on Cartoon Network, and you can't have like you know a whole you know real to life rap battle. But still, it's like uh, uh, like quirky and uh, look, we're rapping and hippity hop and blah blah blah. Like I don't know, I feel like. You know, people who de- who work on the show definitely like hip hop and stuff, but the way that they translate it to their work just isn't, you know, hitting that well. Yeah. So, not. I feel like there. I wanted to discuss this episode more, but I feel like it, it kind of felt like a lot of fluff with the the Flame King stuff. Like I felt like it it didn't have the impact that they wanted it to. 
Did you guys kind of get that feeling? Yeah, well, I, I think we already covered it, right? Like, Flame yeah. King doesn't really care about Flame Princess. Uh, Flame Princess is like, fine, I'll just go on with my life, you go on with yours, and there, we're done. So yeah, it seems pretty cut and dry. Is there anything else that we're missing in this episode? Hmm, not really. Cla- what was the beginning? Like a clam rap sort the of thing? clam rap. That's weird. And then we saw Rap Bear... I- I, I laughed so hard, though, when he rolls around the side, he's like, he wrapped my legs off. I, it was Ouch. just so absurd, and I just, I couldn't stop laughing. Because it was just, it was very, cause it just seemed very cut and dry, like, yeah, he beat me in a rap out, and he comes around the side, and he's like, he wrapped me, he wrapped so hard, I lost my legs. Wow. That's some, uh, that's some Oedipal stuff going on, except... Yeah, alright, whatever. Anyway. <laughs> I, I, okay. Anywho. We can move on to the headline episode here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the, he- the only most reason. The episode that actually matters. The only reason we're here tonight. Um, Bonable Bubblegum. Uh, the episode that makes me more and more just want a straight up Adventure Time Origins miniseries. Uh, dude, I think that this whole thing might have been a setup to a Bonnie miniseries. Fingers crossed, but probably not going to happen. I want it. Yeah, I, I feel like they've said at some point that Islands, uh, that Elements was their last miniseries. Yeah, but, but like... Uh, but it's Adventure Time. Do we trust the creator's words on anything anymore? Uh, kind of. I don't trust Cartoon Network's words, but I, I trust Adventure Time's crew's words. I... I okay. They might say it's not a mini series. What are the odds Cartoon Network takes related episodes and packages them as a mini series, though? Maybe. I, I'm just I'm just skeptical because there's still a lot besides Bubblegum. There's a lot of stuff to cover in these in these final episodes. So I just don't think they're dedicating the resources. We had we still have Uncle Gumball to worry about, so we'll probably get flashbacks from him. But like I put the over under in like two three episodes tops that we'll treat with this. Or maybe we'll just forget all about it, and he'll be, like, the final boss. Exactly. So you get a two-part finale, and that would be, you know, another way to do it. So, okay, so we, do we know how many episodes are left? Um, Last I checked, 16, but... Ew, that's not a lot at all. That's very close to the end. That is very, very near the end. Um, we are, we are, we are just trucking. I'm sad. Yeah, so maybe Gumball will be the final boss. I mean, yeah, we wouldn't have to forget about him for very long. Yeah. 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 Um, apparently anyway. we have another, we have a Marcy episode coming up, but that's the only one that we have any title confirmation on. So, beyond that, we have no idea. We're all just facing our daddy issues this season. You know, for wrapping up Adventure Time, now is the time to think about our daddy issues, because the Marceline episode is called Marcy and Hudson. Yeah. And who is Hudson? Her dad. And who did Flame Princess confront today? Her dad. Her dad. Who is Uncle Gumball? A father figure to Princess Bubblegum. So... hmm. Do you think Finn is done with the daddy issues, or do you think we're going to get just one I more? I don't know. Is Martin going to come back for one last little stab? Maybe. I mean, he made an appearance in Islands, so... You never they're, know. They're, they're keeping him in our minds for a reason. Yeah. But, all that being said, this was a really good episode. This Definitely. was a really good episode. So, we see Bubblegum after she's left the gum hive and all that with her brother. The... the, the Neddy is his yeah. name. Yep. Our precious little bubblegum dragon that I love and I want to know is do we have confirmation on where he is currently? Yeah, he's um he's in the still at the yeah, at the base of the tree. Okay, he's still there. I thought so. Yeah, sucking the juices and secreting them. I was pretty sure he was either there or dead. So I'm glad yeah. he's there. Aww. I couldn't remember. Glad he's alive. Um but yeah, so we get confirmation, you know, they're okay and we see we see Bubblegum create life for presumably the first time. And she makes herself a little family. And does this confirm the Candy Kingdom is in Germany? 
I don't know. Maybe. Well, well, the mug is in English, right? So well, and the magazine is, too. Yeah. But the sign outside says "Willkommen," and as I know from mm. Cabaret, that's German for "Welcome." Right. No, and we've seen Princess Bubblegum like she's said German words before. So there's always been that part of her personality, but uh And the family all yeah. kinda had a little bit of German accent going on. Yeah, and they were saying German words. And the too. car was a little bit European. Yeah, or, or yeah, it could just be generic European place. It's it's the Wilkemen that's getting me though. Yeah. Maybe it's, it was just like that all that stuff that they found was just like a English family living in Germany once and Or a German family living in America. There you go. There's that too. So I I I'm I'm very curious now where Candy Kingdom is because if we can pin pin down where the Candy Kingdom is, we can start pinning out where Ooh is, and that would be fascinating. Well, now we gotta like look up a map of or like a picture of like their Earth and like see where exactly the crater is and sort of like pinpoint where things are because we know the islands are islands. I got very um, confused for a second. Wrong crater. I was thinking Steven Universe. Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, it's no, no. Russia, Sam. Duh. We no, don't in have this a universe, Russia. A quarter of the entire planet is missing. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. Yeah, the news. crater. Uh, yeah, I figured it out what you meant. I wrong. I I had the wrong crater. So we see Bubblegum create her family, and they. It seems normal until we find out that Uncle Gumball is like twirly mustache evil and wants to make. A touristy city. God, what a capitalist. <laughs> that is the takeaway from this episode, is capitalism yeah, sucks. Un- yeah, Uncle Gumbald is a dirty, filthy capitalist. Can can the last, like, five minutes of this episode just be us playing the Soviet National Anthem? Uh, I don't know. As you're calling me. Uh, Sam, on a scale of 1 to 10, how mad would Dylan be if I tried to do that? He'd probably be like, Justin... <laughs> But then he'd probably be like, you know, oh, you. He like, he probably wouldn't want you to do that, to be honest. Yeah, because we could definitely go into more dangerous waters talking about Princess Bubblegum being a fascist. Yeah. Yeah. Um. There's. Yeah. I. I that's what I love about the show. And I was. I was hoping we'd get into it. Is it starts off at the beginning of the show. You know, Bubblegum's very much like you know, she's just a love interest at first. And they quickly, they change that, and they, they give her a personality, they give her character, and I'm kind of terrified of Bubblegum more than possibly the Lich. Especially really? well, after yeah. this episode. Because with the Lich, you, like he said in, um, Whispers, with me, you know what you're going to get. You know I am doom. You know I am evil. I don't know what Bubblegum's intentions are. Ever. Well, she's the thing is, down. Yeah, the thing is, we've jumped around a lot with her, so like when you get these flashbacks, you also have to consider where she is right now. We, we've gotten episodes where she's recognized the errors she's made over the years and is making an effort to change. Like, for example, her dealings with Flame Princess, for example. She definitely has relapses. Like we, We've also seen in more recent episodes her going back to her like scientific controlling ways. But at the same time, we also know that she still has this knowledge of what happens when she gets too controlling. So all in all, I, I think this is all leading up to her like get, having a, a reconnection with Gumball and like showing that she is a different person. She's not exactly the, the controlling person she was as a child or even as an early season one, season two uh, ruler but that she, she is now more considerate of her citizens' uh, feelings and, and desires and doesn't want to stifle that just because it doesn't fit her vision of, of government. Mm-hmm. So it, it's definitely a, a, an interesting contrast, like coming back to how this all started and b- maybe seeing the seeds of why she was the way she was in the first half of the show. Yeah, I, I'm definitely, I enjoyed it a lot, and I think that it was a good look at her as a character. And we need to talk that those, the three characters that the family turned into, those are classic background characters right there. Man, I, I want to say, when they said coup d'etat cupcakes, I was like, wait, wait a minute, what's going on here? And then he, the first one turns into crunchy, and I was like, wait, what? What? This has been an original family member of Bubblegum this entire time. And the pinata? And the pinata. And then, the, the, like, the final revelation that the gumball had turned into the punch bowl. 
and that they've like, been here the entire time. Well, yeah. obviously, you know, the punch bowl thing sort of, he figured that out, I guess, somehow. What do you right. mean? Like, well, because, he reversed it. Yeah, we know oh, he's okay. turned back since then, so that's the, the next question, right? And then this ties into the whole uh, missing Crunchy poster. Right, right. Because uh, uh. now that we have more, we know that Crunchy's more important than we thought, when was the last mm-hmm. time we saw the pinata? It's been a while. I don't even back know. To normal. Yeah. The first, the only time I remember the pinata is like the first episode. What? No, I'm pretty sure the punch bowl has also only appeared in the first episode. Yeah. So uh, something I'm must have happened curious. there. Yeah. The pinata uh, probably showed up again, punch. but that's the only time I remember her. If I'm. If I may present the the leading theory right now, I, I know it's early, but um, Justin, you did watch the Elements miniseries, right? I did, yes. Okay, so in, at the end we had that whole element anti-element <gasps> wave with uh, with a uh, lumpy space princess that turned everybody back to their elemental forms, wow, right, to their pre-elemental forms. So we could have a situation where that also undid the effects of the serums. That's so cool. I I, I yeah, that's definitely. My headcanon now. So you're saying <laughs> that everything is LSP's fault? Bingo. <laughs> I can okay, what's di- all I, fault? I buy it. Well, <laughs> Sold. Uh, yeah, it, it was a means to an end. She had to do this to fix things, but there were un- there were consequences. Like we also we ha- we dealt with the lich thing and whispers because you know, in that in the elements the the, ba- the sweet pea had his horns grow, so that was the sign that the lich's influence was growing. So yeah, and then might... we had to like fix Jake too. So yeah, we also had to fix Jake. So I uh, I think this this could just be like another um like uh, side, side effect, effect of that whole miniseries existing in the first place. Man, that's that's actually really impressive. Well, that's I I I hope I really like that headcanon. I'm gonna hang on to that. So yeah, because there, there's also the other option that it just wore off after all this time. Like it's been 800 years. Who knows how powerful that that liquid that he uh, he had created actually was? Also, he did not ingest it. It was also true. It was poured it was, on uh, him. So does that him. possibly weaken the potency of it? Right. Uh, although, if Crunchy, if the, it's right that Crunchy has also turned back, then that would annul that part of it. But well, it's yeah, possible that he. Possibility. It's possible he took Crunchy, knowing who Crunchy was, and undid it himself. Also, a possibility. But yeah, definitely yeah. a couple of roads we can go here. I'm but, not sure. The last time we saw Crunchy was the miniseries, wasn't it? Did we see him in the miniseries? It, it's possible. I, I could have yeah. sworn he was like hanging out with uh, the kids. Uh, um, not the kids. Like Fern and Bimo and all them. Mm-hmm. So the kids. You know, the kids. Yeah. I mean, I believe it. I, I, believe I, I, don't, I don't think he actually was. I don't see him in the uh, episode thing. But yeah, Crunchy, he's a guy. Why is Crunchy an important character now? He was always used as just like a punchline. It just, wasn't he? Uh, he was Princess Crunchy. Exactly. You know? That was a punchline. <laughs> now, now he's finally important? Sorry. How? Okay. The snail turned out to be our primary antagonist. So... Yeah. Yeah, that's So... Crazy. What started out as what was what started out as just a nod to Blue's Clues turned out to be our main antagonist. So I believe that Crunchy, yeah, I'm I'm fine with this. Yeah. Poor Crunchy. So Sam, I mentioned we were gonna ping that Gadar later. Let's talk yeah. bubbling. Yes. We got just a they little a little bit of bubbling in yeah. this episode. A little hint, a little snippet. They're just you know. And then Finn had to, like, you know, pop up and... I like, wanted to just shove Finn's thing. head back underwater, be like, no, 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 like, no, 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 not you. You stay. What was it, like, mutant apple juice or applesauce or whatever? It was apple juice. Sparkling apple, apple yeah. juice. Sparkling apple... Well, sparkling anything tastes terrible. So, whatever. But yeah, they were, they were just, like, lounging together, and, you know, it's proof. Hashtag proof. <laughs> they're, they're together, they're dating... This is not the first time they've just been, like, lounging around together... I'll take it. So, 
Well, what? They were on a date um, when Jake and his granddaughter were having that skate competition in the uh, abandoned amusement park. True. Yeah, so. I take it. They were, they're, they're trying to, like, you know, date, but, you know, Finn and Jake just have to, like, be in every single episode because they're the main characters. So what you're telling me is you want uh, Adventure Time with Bubbleen. Yes. Well, I mean, we've always wanted that, haven't we? <laughs> I mean, fair. I feel like it's... Wait. This is the most Legend of Korra answer ever, but I feel like it's in the comics. It is in the comics, yeah. Like, I feel like there's a Marceline it, it, Bubblegum spin-off comic series. Um, there was one. It was Marceline and the Scream Queens. It wasn't, like, super explicit, but you can... There, there was, like, some stuff. And then the, uh, main comic... Oh, there was another one, um... Was it Marceline Goes to Space or Lost in Space? It was something about... Bubblegum accidentally sent Marceline to space, and then, you know, she had to go get her, and it was very romantic and, you know, cute. And the uh, main comics are pretty uh, gay as well, so... I mean... You know, it's, it's, it's... They definitely get away with a lot more in the comics. Well, I feel like they can. Like, if you go back and read the, uh... Fiona and Kate comic, they, uh, they, they, they pushed it. It was, yeah, so, it was fantastic. Yeah. It's not, like, explicit, they're not, like, using the words, but it's there. It's there. So. I hope that they have, like, the permission, the core, the hashtag core permission to just go there in the finale, but who knows? I, I feel like we're living in a, a post-star world. Where Disney bit the bullet. Disney finally went ahead and did it. They gave us the first same-sex kiss in a cartoon. Yeah, it was background characters. For one second. Yeah, it was in the background. I I don't. I don't think that has as much influence as you think. But they did take a lot of backlash for it. If progress happens and baby steps, they did take a lot of backlash, and I think that we needed that initial break so that like Cora pushed it a step. And then Disney pushed it a step further, and I think right now Cartoon Network is going to be the one to kind of push it that next step. And I think exactly. See, see, I think the precedent is Ruby and Sapphire. Like, if they've allowed that, then you can allow Bubbleine. Yeah, I, I forget. I just Ruby hope Sapphire that we just. Human. I hope it happens. I hope that they just don't mince what they mean. I mean, you know, if they do that, it's just going to, you know, affect not the entire series, but affect like that sort of plot line. That, you know, they wanted to say something, but, you know, the network wouldn't allow it. And that's definitely something that Mars Quora a little bit. That yeah. ending that, you know, they could, that the network wouldn't let them do what they wanted to do. Because, you know, societal pressure, which is just like, it's BS. And, you know, that's not going to look very good on anybody. You know, the, the network heads, you know, people who said, no, what? 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years in the future, when, you know, hopefully if we're still alive, everything will be more, uh, relaxed in terms of sh- representation. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it, it's changed a lot. Like, I remember when what was missing was a big deal, and... Yeah. And I, I remember, you know, kind of, not just, on, on one hand, the, uh, the positive reaction, but on the other hand, I remember the outrage, and I feel like if what was missing aired today, no one would give a crap. Yeah, like they'd be like, "Yeah, cool, great." I mean, they canceled their uh, web recap series over that. Yeah, they did, and I, I'm yeah, still I feel like that was now. the bigger deal than the actual song, from what I remember. It was, it was the recap. The song was really good. Yeah, was... not just the song, but the whole shirt reveal. I remember being a big deal, yeah. but yeah, it was that web recap that that uh, got the Ma- backlash. It was a uh, mathematical that recap. I think it was just for that season, and then, you know, they were like, oh, do you think Bubblegum and Marceline should be together? Call and leave us a voicemail, and then, you know, Cartoon Network was like, nope, bye, because the young parents are flipping their heads about that. And that was, what, season three? Yeah, that was a while ago. Yeah. That was actually why I got into the (laughs) show, that whole backlash that happened, because I heard about it, and I was like, oh, I should watch this show. But yeah, like relatively speaking, Bubbleine hasn't actually like gotten in full since uh, like until seriously like until like varmints. I feel like that was when it finally started beginning to be a little bit more um, present in the show. I agree. When? Yeah, uh, varmints. You know, like, okay, like varmints. When, yeah, like yeah, episode two before stakes. Uh huh. Exactly. We, then stakes. You have like uh, Marceline imagining them growing old together. Uh, like that. 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 If anything, is more confirmation to me. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, just. 
and the, just this season, you've seen them stick, sticking them together in backgrounds. So, so that's that's a pretty nice detail. Even if the ship doesn't come to a conclusion, I, I like that they're at least making an effort to keep reminding you that they're together in some way, even if it's just for like a second or two each episode. Yeah, which is good. So that brings us, uh, it seems, to the end of our discussion. Oh wait, Dylan wanted me to say. That the beginning of the episode of Bonobo Bubblegum is a lot like Nausicaa Valley of the Wind. The, uh, I don't think it was Ghibli proper, it was, uh, Miyazaki's okay. second movie. It also looks like the beginning of The Force Awakens. Yes. But well, speaking of more... Force Awakens, Bonnebel is, is Ray. <laughs> yeah. There's goggles. I noticed, I'm just like, Ray? Are you just... I expected BB-8 to just roll out of nowhere. There were a lot of Force Awakens slash Star Wars commercials during this, by the way. (laughs) At least on my end. Like, a lot of action figure ones, which is good, because, you know, girl action figures, hooray. Yeah, I'm glad... I've seen the line that's come out for Last Jedi, and I'm like, yay, we're not going to have the Where's Rey incident all over again. Because that was awful. But, yay, progression. Shouldn't have to be a question, but yeah, I remember I was in my intro to gender studies class, and I actually threw a conniption fit about the fact that I could not find the purple Power Ranger who was a female, and because we were talking about whether or not um we were talking about like uh, sexism when it comes to toys, and I I made this whole thing. I'm like, last week I went to Toys R Us and I went to find the purple Power Ranger, and they had her robot, but they didn't have her because kids don't want girls; they just want the uh they just want the robots and. Yeah, so I'm I'm very happy with the uh, action figure status of The Last Jedi. What are we, about 40 minutes in, took you to make a Power Ranger reference? <laughs> 50! 50! Oh, okay, 50, 45. Okay. <laughs> 45, I guess, to be fair, but... Yes, it took 45 minutes for me to make a Power I've been gone a while, I needed to... I had that pent-up Power Rangers reference I had to let yeah. out. Yeah, he needs, to cl- he needs to cleanse it until yeah. it comes again, which... Yeah. It'll it, happen. It, especially when Ladybug comes back, like, oh. bleh, Power Rangers references are just gonna start pouring back out of my mouth. Same with Ultron. So you can look forward to that, folks. Uh, with that, I think, is there anything else we need to talk about from this episode? Uh, no, uh, I, I also just like the comparison we have of uh, B- uh, Bonnie to being like a goddess, because that's also been a theme that's mm-hmm. been repeated several times. Like, the fact that now she creates life and uh, by the end of the episode, she's like, okay, I can make you guys do anything then, right? Yeah. And so She's uh, a regular like, Frankenstein. Uh, exactly. And so, like, it, it's just a nice callback to how we've seen Bonnie portrayed in the past, like, to the point of, uh, like, where the banana guards see her as a goddess and, like, we're worshipping a statue of her at one point. So it's just uh, an interesting way to see how a god is created. Oh, also, we see Mr. Cream Puff, her boyfriend. Do we? Where, where did yeah. we see him? He was in the, the boyfriend who picked her up. No, no, I, I know. Wait, but where was he in this episode? Or, or is he, in... he? He was the guy in the car who picked her up. And they went on a date. And he was like, bye, babe. Let's get matching tattoos tomorrow. Wow, I totally missed this. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that was Mr. Cream Puff. Oh, no. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> I'm quite Just happy. so you know, Mr. Cream Puff was an invention by her uncle. So, arranged marriage? Probably not, considering I think Mr. Cream Puff is dead. I mean... Also, they seemed, they seemed pretty happy in the, um... I don't remember the episode name, but it was like... Remember that creepy, like, slime lady whose fins past life? Yes. Yeah, Shoko. Yeah, yeah. We see him there, and they're you know they seem happy, so I guess everything worked out for the better. Yeah, and it was the very first episode, the point of her making that that weird ser- zombie serum was to bring back to life Mr. Green Puff, so obviously she missed him. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's the show's the show gets deep. I for, I keep forgetting how deep this show gets, and I watch like one episode, and I feel like I have to write a philosophy yeah. paper. Yeah, I, I will say this episode feels a lot like it's trying to make season one important, and like it, it, I appreciate it, but at the same time, it it feels a bit much. Like it, we're we're so far apart from it that I don't think you you need to really make it 
necessarily like connect it all, but it, it, the fact that they're doing it, I guess, is impressive in its own way that they're bringing back stuff from seven years ago. But yeah, like just slumber. We've mentioned slumber party panic like ha- like three times already. The, the, yeah. The pod. Uh, I'm I'm quite proud of us for accomplishing that. What a weird app. What a weird yeah. app. So. I believe this brings us to the end of this podcast. Uh, thank you all for joining us. You can find out all the info on this podcast at OverlyAnimated.com. Join us on Discord to text chat about animation at OverlyAnimated.com slash Discord. Support us via Patreon at Patreon.com slash OverlyAnimated. Thanks to all our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Lily, a.k.a. Panda Lily. Woo! And thanks, as always, to our Patreon executive producers, John, Ryan, Steve, Alex, and Andy. And we'll be back at some point with Rick and Morty and Voltron. And I don't know what else is happening because Cartoon Network hates giving release dates. Yeah, who knows? Maybe see you in 10 years when they finally finish Steven Universe. And before we go, I just want to say Cartoon Network is airing the original Teen Titans like daily now. Mm, What does that mean? Like... It means I'm crying because like Teen Titans is back on the air, like the old Teen no, Titans. No, but like what what does it mean? It means eighty two percent of their schedule was Teen Titans Go and they realize these five year olds who are watching every rerun of Teen Titans Go have an entire library they haven't seen yet. And they're like, hmm, eighty two percent of our schedule is Teen Titans Go. Let's bump it down to like seventy five and throw in a little more of the original. I never I never watched the original. Well, now that it's on, you know, I try to catch a couple episodes. It's nice nah. to it's nice to compare. And the nah. Terra arc was on yesterday, and I just it's been great. I'm happy. I'm an adult. Where are the adult Titans? <laughs> I'm waiting. Okay, I'm I think like that's called the Justice League. Oh. Isn't Justice League Unlimited a cartoon they're they're premiering on Saturday mornings? No, that's Justin League Action. That one. That one. Unlimited is a whole other beast. which is fantastic. But they're actually Sam. They are making a live action Titans show now. So, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, We will see you all next time with animated shows, not live action. Bye. Adios. Bye.